you're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us on this special night of Nerd Cage Live as the year of Nerd Cage Live continues. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York. And of course, guesting today is our dear friend. He is 33,000 subscribers strong. Born from the Atomic Blast, from the Toku Titan cast, it is Davis Titan Goji Madol, and always among us, our moderator and troll hammer. It is Joe from Fallen Gaming. Please introduce this fine gentleman that's rattling the cage tonight. Tonight we have Dave Neobor from Dog Eat Dog. Thank you. How are Thank you, you, sir? Very well. Thank you. Glad to be here, guys. Excellent. We are very excited to have you on board. Thank you for taking the busy time off your schedule. I know you're getting ready to tour Europe, but thank you for hanging out with us tonight. But before we get started, Joe from Phone One Gaming, who do we got in the chat tonight? In the chat tonight, we have Shea Smithers. We have Dion from Off the Beaten Podcast. Yes. Paul Tackett is in the chat. All and right. we have one of the most explosive YouTube channels, Joe Blow Faceoffs. Yes, Joe Blow. <laughs> My other boss, thanks for coming in, everybody. <laughs> All right, so you know what? Uh, obviously, you see the mosh pit background. Uh, if you want to mosh, go for it. Just just do it at your own discretion. So yes, <laughs> Dave is here to not only talk music, but to talk Godzilla and Toho. Before we get started, uh, Dave, explain to those who may not be familiar with Dog Eat Dog, just quickly summarize what Dog Eat Dog is, what their music's about, um, and what the band has in the works right now. Okay, Dog Eat Dog started in 1990 as a bunch of friends. Uh, we came out of, uh, some members came out of the band Mucky Pup, and uh, we kind of were already friends. We started a band, we, we jammed, we wrote some songs. Uh, we ended up getting signed to Roadrunner Records in 1993. So it happened pretty quickly with the help of uh, Billy from Biohazard who brought our demo to Roadrunner. And then it, it kind of happened pretty quick. And then we went on tour with Biohazard in Europe in 94. And between 94 and 95, we are, you know, our fan base just grew huge thanks to big support from MTV in Europe. And we ended up winning an MTV award in 1995 for Best New Artist. We beat Alanis Morissette, Weezer, and Portishead, and nice. HBox. And then uh, uh, basically we came out with our Play Games record and uh, ended up uh, having a big success in the 90s on that. Then, you know, we continued, we got off a of Roadrunner, we've been signed, re-signed, we've toured, we've, you know, 
hit bottom, picked ourselves back up. It's just been a roller coaster ride. But now we're signed again. Uh, we're, we've been putting out, we put out an EP and a live record, and we're on, in the middle of recording our new live, uh, new full length album in Europe. And once we go back in 10 days, uh, we're going to be working on the record as well. So there's a new record coming from Dougie Cobb. Ice. We cannot wait. How long has it been since we had a full-length doggy dog record? Yeah, it's been since 2006. Oh, mm. it is time. You yeah. <laughs> Fucking time for doggy dog to roll yeah. again. Let the dog yeah. bark. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey. Yeah, we're excited. Now listen. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit of music before we get into the uh, Toho stuff. Um. So last week, uh, some exciting news happened. At least I think it's exciting because I'm a diehard metal fan. But Judas fucking Priest finally, finally made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dave, I just want to get your take on Judas Priest finally getting in the hall. And if, if Judas Priest had any major influence on you, um, you know, as a guitarist and bass player, you know, growing up. I am a... Um diehard metalhead uh and my heavy metal really entered my life around let's say 1979 1980 and then through like you know the mid 80s uh so i was very aware of it judas priest iron maiden were probably you know and and black sabbath and ozzy uh were probably my three like favorite rush van halen i'd include them but J judas priest i mean i you know screaming for vengeance just will always be just an absolute masterpiece. And recently, um, I acquired the that Judas Priest kind of box set that's kind of black with like studs on it. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's a, like a comprehensive collection of all the early Judas Priest works. So I listened to the whole thing, and I really caught up with a lot of the old stuff too. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're just they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're more than a metal band. They yes. they're like they're just an incredible force of nature that's been around i mean not how many years 40 to 50 years now at least yep. right yeah yeah so they well deserved and i met rob halford once and he was absolutely great and you know i have nothing but great memories of listening to judas priest as a youngster and like i said i'm still listening to him today all right titan goji joe what about you guys how you feel about priests and how, I, joe i know you're a priest fan for sure oh yeah but uh titan goji what about you your thoughts on judas priest um i i will admit i i, I i'm not like the most diehard judas priest fan but i do love their music and 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 hearing that they're finally in the rock and roll hall of fame it's like yes i i mean i mean you you can't get any better than that Yes, Joe. I know you saw Priest back in 05. I know you're a big. Fan. Oh yeah. But Joe. Yeah, I saw, I saw Priest. The first time I saw Priest, I actually saw him with my parents, which is an odd experience, but uh, <laughs> but a great experience nonetheless. <laughs> and uh, dude, Breaking the Law will always be my favorite song from them, yes. hands down. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So we, I just wanted to get the Jews Priest thing out of the way because, like I said, I'm just, I'm just so happy they got in because i just feel like it was long overdue you know and we need more metal representation in the hall of fame because the hall of fame is more like oh, it's sure. not the rock and roll hall of fame it's more like the music hall of fame it's just the music yeah yeah exactly um so dave I, let's talk the early days of dog eat dog because i i just for my own benefit i need to know man so one of the things that makes you guys stand out in my opinion and it's just so 
awesome to hear is that you guys are one of the rare metal hardcore bands that not only that you guys cross over other genres, but like saxophone. You guys have saxophone in the band, in the music. So I, I want to know what, whose decision or what, what, how did that came about? Like, who decided like, okay, let's have, let's have a saxophone player or, or, or was that explained? Like, I really, I'm just fascinated. Like what, what, what made you so guys have saxophone in the band? The band started in my basement and, you know, it was just four guys jamming and having fun. And we felt like we could write songs about anything. We're free. We can do anything we want. We haven't created the sound of the band. We're in that great stage where you're just figuring it all out. And I wrote a riff and I was calling it the strip song. And it sounded like the one of the riffs sounded like, you know, something like that would be played in like a dirty strip club. And we had a friend who played saxophone and he would hang out with us and we said, hey, bring your saxophone to our practice. We got this kind of funny song and it would sound so cool if we had like a saxophone playing on it. So that day he did it and he played it and we had a little party and we played some of the songs and we had the saxophone and it went over really well. And then when we were writing the Albro Kings uh, or, or, or the when we got signed and we were doing the, the uh, Warren EP, uh, we wanted to put some saxophone here and there. It was one of those things that like, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't a group decision. It was just like there. Uh, hey, one of our friends plays, why don't you play? And then the audience seemed to like it. And everybody was like, hey, that makes you stand out from everybody, that saxophone. Let's put more of it in and more of it in. Oh, and then yeah. eventually <laughs> it started like basically taking over every song. And I got like crazy about it. And I said, I, you know, I agree. We should get rid of the saxophone. And we tried for a couple of years to play without saxophone. And it got to the point where our booking agency was being told by promoters that, you know, they they wanted as part of the booking they wanted saxophone so we kind of were forced back into having saxophone in the band but we have a great sax player uh we have a couple of sax players now so like everything is good i'm at peace with the sax yep. and now it's it's being tastefully used again hey who doesn't love good sax just saying yeah, it's gotta be good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I I just love the sound of doggy dog. And so, like I said, what makes you guys very special? I mean, yeah, I know Murphy's Law does it too, uh, yeah. but I feel like you guys, you guys put it in the forefront. You know, like I, I feel like yeah. it's it's just funny because you guys came to Syracuse a few months back, and because of the snowstorm, y'all didn't have no saxophone player wow. on stage, which is all right. <laughs> we understood, but it was, you guys still put it up. But I remember the first time I saw doggy dog, it's funny. It's just so funny because I saw you guys right before the pandemic started. And then you guys were the first concert I went to after the pandemic was over. So I caught you guys at the, at the, at the Roseland star room. Yeah. Uh, ballroom. Star ballroom. Yeah. Yes. With, with, um, life of agony. And yeah. you guys had the saxophone player there and you guys were fucking yeah. awesome that night. And then you yeah. guys came to Syracuse and the snowstorm happened and you're yeah. like, Oh yeah, we ain't got no saxophone player. But yeah. let's do this shit anyway. Well, when, when we're in the U S it's like, we don't play in the U.S. very often. It's only recently, in the last couple of years, that we've been playing a lot here. So it's all it, like we never really thought, like, okay, we're going to need a U.S. sax guy. We just didn't think about it. Now, you know, we finding a good one and and somebody who's available is not always easy. So yeah. and, and had a snowstorm in. There you go. But <laughs> hey, there's going to be plenty more doggy dog shows with sax in the future. I promise you. Yeah, no, no, it was like I said, you guys were still fucking awesome cool. that night, and I cool. think. Uh, Thank you. 
You got you guys were playing you were playing the saxophone parts with the guitar. It, it was rad. So I, I'm glad I got that rare experience with Dog Eat Dog that night. Yeah. Well, another rarity is you saw Dog Eat Dog with two guitar players. Yep. Uh, which doesn't happen because we flew our guitar player over from Switzerland. Yep. And he was playing with our original guitar player Dan Stasi. So you had like the old and new guitar players that have never played together really. So oh, like, okay. this is a it, you miss saxophone, but you got the dual guitar yeah. attack. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, like I said, it's, it's, it's always fun. Uh, question, like, uh, I'm assuming just based because you guys are in New York City, like, are you are you guys tight with Murphy's Law? Oh yeah, two members of Doggy Dog were in Murphy's Law. Oh, so, no shit, okay, I feel yeah. sick now, that's awesome. Both Dan, Dan Nastasi uh, was in Murphy's Law first from 1990 to like, maybe 91 and spent one or two years and then sean kilkenny uh rest in peace he was in the band uh from probably like mid 2000s or in the 2000s he went to japan with them a few times so like we not only look up to murphy's law as one of our all-time favorite bands but like you know over the years we've become brothers with them so you know they have a huge influence on the attitude of doggy dog which is really like have fun and party and like oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be all about like heavy you know politics and stuff and, and that's kind of what we modeled our band on was like beastie boys murphy's law you know the attitude of maybe like the chili peppers just like any, we can do anything we can just enjoy each other's friendship and have fun and when you do that and you put these personalities together you see we've we've sustained a 30 uh two-year career yeah absolutely and that's, that's an amazing thing and one more question about Murphy's Law. Did you guys ever, like, compete with each other? Like, okay, who can out-sax who? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, because like I said, I'm when I think say... saxophones, like hard, the hardcore bands with the saxophone, I think you guys are Murphy's Law when it comes to the hardcore. Yeah, saxophone. I mean, there's no doubt Murphy's Law had horns before Doggy Dog even yeah. existed. So, you know, there, there's no... But, you know, I, I, they certainly didn't start touring with Raven... You know, until later, we're talking about like, you know, mid to late 90s where they started having like exclusive saxophone. They never had the sax on stage uh, back, you know, in the 80s and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, it, we've played together. So we've had those nights where there's just like two bands of sax. It's pretty cool. All right. I got, I got, one, more, I got one more question about the early days of Dog Eat Dog. Um, listen, I'm a huge hip hop fan, like, like old school hip hop. Like I'm in, I'm in like House of Pain, BC Boys, Wu-Tang Clan, um, that era. So I got to ask like, so you guys definitely have a huge hip hop influence, obviously in Dog Eat Dog. So how did that come about? How did the, the hip hop flavor come into Dog Eat Dog in the early days? Well, like I said, Beastie Boys were a huge influence, Run DMC, you know, the, the public enemy, like the, we're talking about like 80s stuff, you know, John, everybody, even if you were into metal or hardcore, you were into like what I'm going to call rap, you know, the early rap days, you know, before it became really hip hop. And, uh, you know, we all grew up on that stuff. And so you, you would hear Anthrax and Public Enemy do a song or, or Run DMC and Aerosmith do a song like it wasn't unheard of to hear this rap and rock combo and i always loved it whenever i heard a rap song that had like a heavy guitar i'm like this is heavy this is awesome i love it so i always kind of wanted to do that and john uh wasn't 
didn't really consider himself like a singer. He felt more comfortable like rapping. So when we got together and started playing, we were just like, do whatever you feel comfortable. And that kind of rap element, you know, felt right for John and it worked with the groovy music that we were doing. It didn't seem like music you needed to sing over all the time. Every once in a while, there's a melodic line, but yeah. it, it wasn't really meant to, to do that. And, uh, you know, then we started working with, so we worked with the Beat Nuts first, and then we worked with uh, Jam Master Jay from Run DMC. Yes, and we yeah, and the bonus track, yes. Yeah, and then we worked with the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan. And that yes! was, you know, just incredible. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Anybody who knows me, I love the Wu. Oh my yeah. God, yes. Um, Okay, so hey Joe, there's a there's a question in the chat. Yeah, I was, I, I was gonna field that. Um, I never asked. Uh, while we're on the subject of rock, what's all our thoughts on Crush Forty? I'm not sure what he's referring to in Crush Crush Forty. Is that Me a neither. brand? <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with it. Did, yeah, Dave, I, any thoughts I, on I, uh, Crush Forty or? Okay, is it, I, is I, it like maybe a maybe an amp, a guitar amp? No, it is a band. Oh. A, I guess it's a Japanese American hard rock. Oh, band. okay. I've personally mm. never heard, okay. of, heard of them. But I'm going to look into it, though. Yeah, I always like hearing new that. things. You never know. And then uh, also, our dear friend Dion McGill of Off the Beaten Podcast, he's over in Chicago, which is home away from home for me. I love Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, G Fest is coming up. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Dion was just saying that, hey, we need to get dog eat dog over at riot fast in chicago <laughs> it would be awesome you know i mean we unfortunately during our big period in the 90s when we were touring europe like crazy we were you know trying to break in america too but it just was we didn't have the support from roadrunner that we did in europe so we kept touring the u.s and just not breaking any ground so unfortunately you know it, the farther away from new york or new jersey we go I don't think a lot of people know who we are. So you're not getting a lot of promoters reaching out, being like, come on to Chicago and play, you know, don't draw anybody, you know, whatever. So. Well, hopefully we can change that. We need to get dog eat dog on the the U.S. Homeland National Run. I mean, Davis, bring him in 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 Dallas and get him (laughs) in Chicago. Let's fucking go. More more people need dog eat dog in their goddamn life. Well, yes, sir. That record out first. Yes. So listen, the re- one of the main reasons, besides I'm a huge fan of your work, Dave, I just thought it would be fucking awesome if we talked a little bit of Toho movies and Godzilla movies because the kaiju community, let me repeat that, the kaiju community loves Nerd Cage Live and we love the kaiju community and yes. Godzilla is obviously a huge part of the <sighs> DNA of our channel. And Dave, I just want to know how did what how did you get into Godzilla and go ahead to spew off some of your favorite Godzilla movies? Let's 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 just go to the let's just go fucking kaiju, man. We gotta go back to the seventies. Yes. And in the seventies, when we only had four or five channels on television, uh, in the TV guide, on an ad that said it's Godzilla week. 4.30 movie, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would run home from school and sit in front of the TV that whole week. Like, Godzilla just meant everything. And because, you know, I grew up and both my parents were working and I was one of those 
kids that just, you know, was unsupervised. I just walked home from school on my own as a seven, eight year old kid and came home and Godzilla took care of me in the afternoon, you know? So <laughs> I've said it many times. Godzilla was like a father figure to me as a kid. I really looked up to it. I love those movies so much. So those are really my, my first introduction to Godzilla was watching them on television uh, in the 430 movies. And I, I, I loved it. Then I finally saw my first Godzilla in the theater 1977, Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the VHS. Do you know how cover. many people love oh, Godzilla wow. versus Megalon? <laughs> so, you know, no, wait, that, that, is, that four, is that 4K or is that a VHS tape? Yeah, that's 4K VHS. What? Wait, that's, no, I'm just kidding. That's this is just Video tape. <laughs> I don't know what brand it is. It just I found it for cheap and I love that cover art. That is just killer. Nice. Yes. Because you know that happens in the movie, right? Just yeah, yeah, the World Trade Center. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember that? Totally happens. <laughs> so I saw that in the theater and it like it blew my mind. It blew my mind as a seven-year-old kid seeing Megalon, Jet Jaguar. It was just that was the movie. Even though today Looking back, a lot of people think that that movie is not one of the best Godzilla movies. It's usually considered near the, one of the worst. But uh, and their kids oh. live, no. Uh, no. If, shout out to Cole Godzilla Gamer seventy seven. If he's here right now, he's probably in love with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, and you know, again, you know, Dude, I, it's I, a party I, movie, man. If you got a party, it really is. And you want, I, I, you I tell you, see, I got that. Yep, got the Blu-ray. <laughs> and I agree with you. It's a party movie. And I used to have a projector on my wall and we could show movies like 15 feet wide, you know? And I remember wanting to relive the experience of seeing it in the theater. So we watched Godzilla versus Megalon. And I, when you watch that movie really big, you realize how incredible it really is. A great movie. So I stand behind that shout, one. Shout and, out to that fucking dropkick. <laughs> okay so and uh after, you know once i i you know got into like high school and everything it was like you know i got into the vhs days and then you you know godzilla movies have just been in in rotation but beyond godzilla then you find you know the other toho movies and you start expanding what other monsters are there and like you know you just you, you go down that hole and you just start you know finding all everything and you know i go to horror conventions all the time and there's always like one table dedicated to you know the whole giant monster universe and you know like even if they were bootlegs i would get them just to be able to see these movies in widescreen and things like that excellent um actually i was going to ask you a question but before i ask this question so besides godzilla versus megalon what would you be your like other like top favorite like your top three godzilla movies so not that they're the best but they're the ones that meant something to me. Yeah. So everyone makes fun of it, but Godzilla's Revenge or All Monsters Attack, even though it's like a compilation movie in a way, and it's like very kiddy, that was one as a kid that I, I loved. And I really related to that kid and, you know, bullies and like having no parents around and everything. So I, I just, when I bought that Criterion set, this yep. thing, the first one I watched was All Monsters Attack out of here, and I was like, I gotta just watch that it's one. It's funny it's you bring that up. Uh, Joe Blow uh, is in the chat, and he's like, shout out to the Latchkey Kids, because you just yeah, mentioned I'm that. Yeah, I'm a Latchkey Kid, yep. so I gotta, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, 
I'm so gonna, I'm gonna be other ones. Name a few other ones. I'm gonna say I destroy all monsters is a personal fave. I love the music in it, that sound that the, the kind of oh, alien yeah. <laughs> uh, spaceship makes, you know, and you just get to see like every monster in action. It's just, you know, if you're gonna show somebody a Godzilla movie and try to turn them on, that's that's one that's I think pretty good choice. I'm glad that for that hype trailer I made, I threw in Godzilla vs. Megalon and Destroy All Monsters in there. It's all coming <laughs> <that>? together. <laughs> yeah, you got um, it. Let's see. So you mentioned other monsters. So I see Godzilla was your gateway. Name some yeah. other monsters you're into, and I'm kind of I'm kind of bracing myself because I know there's gonna be one monster in there that I'm not afraid. <laughs> I mean, I'm bracing for it. But go ahead, Dave. Some I mean, Gamera, Gamera was my my second favorite. So. You would always see the Gamera movies as well on TV. Uh, and and even though it's not necessarily in the same class, you know, I love King Kong and all the King Kong movies as well, if you're talking about a giant uh, monster. But uh, Gamera, I have every Gamera movie as well. I, I don't have the newest box sets, but I have every one on DVD and Blu-ray uh, one way or another. Um, and, Davis, and you then, got something to say right now? And Jay has a problem with giant turtles. We'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I get shit on by everybody because they know I'm not a camera fan. I see Davis is like smirking. Yeah. <laughs> now I'll ask you this though, Jay. You've watched the newer ones. When I say newer, the the, the later ones, like the '90s ones, yes, right? I have. Yeah. I mean, Legion you have to Legion. admit those are pretty good, and they're but. <laughs> Even, honestly what's that uh, i i i'd honestly say that they're like that trilogy is just masterful like yeah. uh, like like not just when it comes to giant monster cinema but like just cinema in general like the special yeah. effects the storytelling the characters like it's all just top notch <laughs> even the totally. chat's getting mad at me. <laughs> 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 they, they, they know and I was like braced for them. I'm like yeah he's probably a gamer fan too and I got braced for the backlash yeah yeah no I like like I said like I listen I don't I'm not a gamer person but we did we did watch parties on Davis's channel we, we watched some gamer movies I had a good time it's not really my go to I just I don't know I guess Gamera so, never spoke to me like Godzilla did. Okay. It just, it was I got you, and, and that's okay, because a lot of oh, people, yeah. I'm sure, feel that way. But, like, we can go back, and I'll say King Ghidorah is probably my, my next favorite monster yes. when I was Sweet. young. <laughs> it was all about King Ghidorah, and, and just, it was like, that was the cool. Like, I love Gene Simmons from Kiss. I always go to the dark horror kind of member of the group and like for me it was king Ghidra was the most evil so i was nice. like I, I bought the models of king Ghidra and you know i would i always loved them so you know yeah it's such an incredible creation <laughs> sorry the camera the camera are still so rallying up right now <laughs> uh, so speaking of king Ghidra, one of my favorite it's my second favorite godzilla movie of all time Invasion of Astro Monster, Monster yes. Zero. It's, I fucking love that movie so much. But recently, uh, tragically, we, we, I mean, he lived a long life, but we recently lost Akira Takarada. Um, what, how, how big, like, of a fan of uh, Takarada's work were you? Because, like I said, I just feel like it's just, now that he's gone, there's, like, a whole, like, part, like, he was, like, the mainstay in those Showa-era movies, and that he's gone now. I mean, any thoughts on, or any particular uh, fun memories of Akira Takarada, Dave? Well, I never met him, uh, but he was at 
conventions a lot. In New Jersey, we have like, you know, bunch of horror conventions. So yeah. it, the, a, a lot of the original Godzilla, you know, guys from the suit who wore the suits have been, you know, in the last few years prior to the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, they're legendary. It's absolutely fascinating. Whenever I watch like the behind the scenes making of the movies, it's just absolutely fascinating. Uh, have you ever seen like uh, on this series? I don't know which one. This series that they put out on DVD? Yes, the classic oh. media, yep. I have those. Yeah, these are really good, and there's like oh, yeah. some special bonus features on them, and they have like behind the scenes that are actually really uh, interesting. Uh, the guy you're talking about is the one, the original guy in the Godzilla suits, right? Well, that that's um, uh, Hiro Nekojima. Uh, uh, he passed away a few years ago, but recently, Akira Takarada, he was the astronaut. Uh, Fuji. Oh, okay. Fuji, the astronaut, up. and he was Ogata in the first movie, and of course he it. was in King Kong Escapes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got it. That's why I have all this because I know I get my names mixed up. I'm no, so that's sorry. okay. It's okay. But yeah, uh, I, I, all those, every one of those actors, you know, even though I don't know everybody's name, you know, it's like imprinted on my brain. I've seen these movies over and over so many times, but I, you know, it, like I said, there's one genre where, you know, I respect anybody who can remember everybody's name associated with these movies. It's very difficult, but uh, it, 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 I am definitely gonna re read about him and try to look up his filmography and, and catch yeah. up with all the parts that he had. Yeah, by, by far, he's my favorite, like, actor from the from the Showa era like I you know he he always had a presence to him and you know it was yeah and and I was so was Davis we were lucky enough to meet him, meet him at GFS in 2019 it was the last convention appearance he ever did uh, definitely a dream come true because he was like one of the ones from the you know from the Showa era from 1954 and yeah meeting him was yeah I was starstruck I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll always be grateful uh, I don't want I'm too lazy to get him down but I got two autographs Photo autograph. Oh, fuck it. I'll go get them. Um, so let me, let me uh, hog the screen for a minute here, not to feed my ego or anything, but uh, just want to show Dave. Um, so, yeah, I obviously remember this scene from yeah, yeah. Uh, um, from 54. So you yeah. talk about a sign that. And then, of course, my favorite, awesome. favorite Godzilla movie, Monster Zero. So there's the, you know, there's Glenn and Fuji there. I got that sign yeah. too. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I can see why you're excited uh, about that. And uh, I just watched the 54, uh, but I watched on purpose, I watched the, the Raymond Burr 54 yep. version uh, in the English cut uh, recently, probably around a, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And so, yeah, that's that's cool, man. I just, uh, like I said, I just forgot his name. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because something just dawned on me. Um, how big and how much of an influence was Soundgarden on you? And I'm sure you're going to know where I'm going with this. I mean, I first got into Soundgarden when the Louder Than Love. Yes! That's my favorite uh, Soundgarden um, record. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was I was going on a flight to L.A. and I went to the music store to grab a cassette so I could listen to something as I was flying and I grabbed Louder Than Love. And by the time I got to California, I was like, this is the greatest record. This is incredible. Wow. I was telling everybody, I love it. So when we get to L.A., Soundgarden were playing there. So I no saw shit. them play. 
on that tour. And then uh, I didn't hang out with Chris Cornell, but I, I ended up hanging out with, you know, one or two of the guys in the band uh, later that night. It was the CMJ convention cool. uh, in 1989. That's fucking awesome. Okay, so the and, reason why I brought that up is because uh, their very first EP, Screaming Life, uh, well, no, 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 the second EP, it was five. Uh, have you heard the track, the, 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 the dub mix of Fop? No. He, okay. Reason why I'm bringing that up, because, uh, so if you listen to Fop, which is, like I said, it's one of the EPs, you, you can get it wherever you stream music, or if you, if you can physically find the record. Oh my god, awesome, but, anyway, the song Fop has, um, Raymond Burr's, uh, uh, Steve Martin from Godzilla 54 in the song. And they actually use like Godzilla snippets and 1954 Raymond Burr in that song. That's okay. that's why I brought it up. Check. I'm gonna that listen to that. Out. I did not know that. You have very uh, interesting information. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's Fop. F O P P. It's it's from their cool. second uh, EP from 1987, and they sampled Godzilla 1950. Well, the Raymond Burr version. Very that, cool. that, that's I why I brought that. That's why I brought up Soundgarden because I was wondering if you heard. I that love story. it, man. I, I love hearing samples uh, from movies and things and songs. Yes, I mean, which is something I know you're a fan of doing with your music. Yeah. You 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 use a lot of like rare, uh, obscure uh, scenes into you know you incorporate that into some of the songs and whatnot. Well, we we have we've we've used some like trauma samples and like some you know some oddball stuff uh, here and there. Uh, but you know if you don't have a record label to clear the samples for you. It, you can end up getting in some red tape over it. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So I want, I've been waiting to ask this question because this has been a controversial topic among the Godzilla fans. But general thoughts on the most recent Monster Monsterverse films. Okay. God, yeah. So you're talking about like this stuff, right? Like this? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I got the three uh, Godzilla movies, uh, the newer ones. All right, and how do you feel about those? I'm just curious, how do you feel about those particular movies? So the first one, I thought, just didn't have enough monster action. It was good. It just, I, I, I wish that, you know, it didn't. It, it, it just, it was a little underwhelming. I liked it. I own it. I'll watch it again and again. But it's not my favorite. The, the second one, King of the Monsters. That one didn't agree with me. It left me feeling very confused. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I can't follow it. And, you know, it's just, I don't want to feel that way. And the third one, I really enjoyed Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, especially that neon lit city fight scene. Yeah. Um, it was a little less confusing, but these new Godzilla movies, like, I, I love the, the monster battles, but I can't follow the story. It's just constantly people moving from one place to another, and I, can't, I don't know where they're going. And it's just like, why? The first, so, in hindsight, the first of the new Godzilla movies actually is the probably the best, let's oh. say, edited, yeah. you know? There's less monster battle, but you can follow the story the best. And and the other two, I feel like they, the story's all over the place. So that's my opinion. I still like the fight scenes. Okay. Now, listen, I don't mean to hog the spotlight, but Davis and Joe, if you guys got any Godzilla-related questions, fire away. Cause... Who is your favorite Godzilla guy, too? Are you asking me? Or, or... Uh, yes. Uh... My favorite Godzilla kaiju? So... 
didn't we say already that it was King Ghidra? Does that count? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so after that, um, I'm going to say, I mean, Mothra is so great. Even though it's a gentle uh, monster, it just it wouldn't be a Godzilla universe without Mothra. So I feel uh, that, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate Mothra, and I, you know, I watched the the later Mothra kind of solo movies after, you know. Oh God! Um, oh God! The <laughs> they're, they're a little soft. I'm not gonna lie, you know. But uh, you know, I still appreciate, uh, and, and you know, basically just all of these. Oh yeah. We gotta have them all. Whether we like them or not, we gotta have them all. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever had do you have this book? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a book that really yeah. Killer. So there's what I love, you know, they have like you can see like all the different kaiju. Yep. And then their stats, you know, yes. how the wins, how, losses, how much they weigh, how tall, yup, their first appearance, yup. Oh, Bialante, what do you think of Bialante? Uh, yes! Bialante is so cool. Like, yes, one of the like, best ones. Bialante needs to come back, please. Like, please uh, uh, like yeah, I uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bialante uh, is one of, like, uh, is one of the few examples that I would pick when you hear the t uh, when you hear the phrase a special effect come to life like violante is like the epitome of that like uh, like uh, like if you look at the behind the scenes footage like it's astonishing how they were able to make her work it's a it's a interesting story because it was like created by a fan uh, I believe, from what a, I a fan who was also a dentist, uh, who, yeah. who came up with the character design and the, or the character idea, and it's such a massive monster that doesn't really have much of a personality, like none. It's just this giant thing that's like pretty. Uh, you know, I, I I find it to be pretty creepy. I like the sound effects that go along with it. It's oh just yeah. A, it, just an original, cool idea, and I'm glad to see that the movie. I remember when it came out, there wasn't a lot of excitement around it when it first came out. I remember I people just kind of because uh, Godzilla versus Fun Fact. I've, I've talked about this before. So Godzilla versus Biolanti uh, flopped in Japan because of Back Back to the Future. Back to the Future just dominated in Japan, so that's why in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah in 1991 they incorporated time travel. Because they were like, Japan's like, okay, we need to do time travel with Godzilla now. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was because of Biolanti and Back to the Future is the reason why we got the movies we got moving forward. Um, I love Biolanti because it reminds, it's like Godzilla versus the little little shop of horrors, you know? And I just thought, you know, a plan, yeah, that shit's fucking awesome. Like, Biolanti needs to come back, man. Yeah, that would be a cool uh, return, and I think Godzilla fans would probably be excited about it this time. Like, I it yeah, kind of, totally. I feel like this is the movie that built up the following over the longest period of time. It took like twenty years, but now you know, if you look for the Blu-ray online, it's like going for like big yeah, it's like three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm yeah. tempted. So, I'm so I tempted right to sell here, mine. I would never sell mine. Never. No matter how much you offered, I gotta have it. There's no way. Ah, oh, man, it's tempting. I'm not gonna lie, because I paid next to nothing for it. 
Yeah, well, you bought it when it first came out. So I'm looking through my book. You know, another another great. I mean, you, you can't forget about Mechagodzilla. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Mechagodzilla. Okay, yeah. your favorite. Okay, good one. Uh, Dave, your favorite version of Mechagodzilla because we've gotten some fantastic versions, whether it's from the Showa era or the um, the Millennium era or fucking Ready Player One. Like, what's your uh, favorite Mechagodzilla? I mean, the, the I guess my favorite Mechagodzilla movie is probably the the last uh, one of the. I remember there were two back to back. So there's Godzilla versus Mecha, Mega Godzilla, and then Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Yep. I love uh, Ter- Terror yes. of Mecha Godzilla, the second one. That was one of the darkest, doomiest Godzilla movies, and it, it's just got this like apocalyptic feel to some of it that I just love. And uh, you know that one, I'm gonna say is my favorite of all the Mecha Godzilla movies. But the the yeah, new ones are here. good. Oh yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's a Terror. I know it's a, an often debated topic among us Godzilla fans, but I like Terror of Mega just a teensy bit more than versus Mega. I just something about Titanosaurus Godzilla going one v one v two, and it was cool having uh, Ifukube come back and um, Ishiro Honda come back one last time for the Showa era. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I fucking love Terror. Yeah. That was that's the, that's the thing. You got the original director back to end the era, and it was just like such a good ending. And like then, of course, when you return ten years later with Godzilla '84, you know it was just such a you know looking. I remember you know of course being alive then when it came out and and you know it was I, I didn't see it in the theater but I saw it on the vi- on video when it first came out and it was just like a whole like a, it felt so new you know it almost felt like the way that like the new guys that small. poster behind you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, the artwork is killer man I'm so yeah, happy yeah. to have that one no that I the got the same thing I got I got the same thing I don't know if you can see behind my TV yeah. there but that's that's a blanket. That's the Godzilla 1984 Japanese poster. It's a blanket. But yeah, I got it right there. Yeah. Um, I I see. I Is it written in Japanese under it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, um, like, right. Yeah. I, I know the light hole. Yeah. I'll turn my other light on here. It's cool, though. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. So, like, right there. Yeah. It's just, that's my, yeah. that's my TV. And then there's the. Nice. Um,. Yeah, I love that that artwork. I think that is just some of the best Godzilla artwork right there. Man. Oh just fuck yeah! It. Just seeing that city exploding there and the oh yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Fuck. So what awesome. do you think about this one? Oh yes, love it, love it so much. <laughs> one of the best Godzilla movies ever. It's in my top five. I mean, Davis, wow. go, go ahead. We uh we we have a mutual friend, Davis. If you want to explain about Shin Godzilla and Yoko and stuff. All right, so Shin Godzilla is probably like the, like, like, like for me, it is the best modern uh, Godzilla film, uh, like both both as a film and a Godzilla film. Like it's like, it's, it's such a wonderful return to form, especially, uh, especially considering uh, that uh, 311 was, was a huge part of its influence and, you know, how, and how tragic that uh, event was for Japan at that time. Uh, wow, like, like, uh, like, I just want to say Hideaki Anno and Shinji Higuchi like really knocked it, like, 
uh, knocked it out of the park there. And it's funny we're talking about Shin Godzilla because um, Shin Ultraman just came out in Japan like uh, like today, uh, and I hope that gets a uh, that uh, that gets an international release of sorts because. I mean, I've I've grown to be a huge Ultraman fan uh, since the pandemic, and I really want to see that one. Yeah, uh, Dave, are you uh, an Ultraman fan? I mean, I've got DVDs of the Ultraman show, um, but I won't call it complete. So, you know, I probably have about like, you know, one of those DVDs with like 10 episodes uh, of, the sh of the series. And then I've got some of the like later movies uh, as well. Um, nice. You know, I, I, I dabble uh, with Ultraman. I, I, I like Inframan. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kind uh, of I, yeah, I'll, I, was, <laughs> I was actually lucky enough to watch Inframan at the Alamo Draft House one night. Oh. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, the first time I saw it, I, I just wasn't prepared to laugh as hard as I was. And I, I thought, like... I, I laughed so hard my, my stomach hurt, you know, I, I, I thought I broke a rib. Uh, I, it was the funniest thing and like to this day, that's just one of the greatest movies. I know it's a little off topic, but it's what made me appreciate Ultraman, believe it or not, because, you know, I, I this is before Power Rangers were a thing or whatever, you know? Um, so I, I, I kind of, that was my first type of, except for Jet Jaguar, of course, who falls into that kind of same category yeah. of, uh, Ultraman type, uh, but yeah, uh, but what, when it says Shin Ultraman, what does Shin mean again? Okay, so Shin is, uh, I mean, it's 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 a term uh, with with plenty of meanings, uh, uh, but uh, but like the one meaning that uh, that is commonly associated with it, especially when it comes to like sequels, reboots, and whatnot, is new. So. Shin Godzilla is new Godzilla. Shin yeah. Ultraman is it's a new Ultraman. That's that's basically what it means. Okay. Yeah, so it also could mean it also could mean God. It could also mean uh true. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of meanings. But yeah, what, what David said means to me. So it's like new Godzilla, new Ultraman. Okay. Um So when we met in Syracuse, uh, I was wearing my Mecha Godzilla shirt, that's how we started talking. We actually did I want to dip into this now. Other Toho properties. And I, one of the things I asked you was like, hey, are you a fan of like Matango? And like, so let's go into like some of the more obscure films. But before we, but I got a question because someone brought it up. Yes, I got that too. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, Sweet. Mysterians. Ooh. All right, let's fucking go. All oh, right. <laughs> dude. Space Amoeba. Okay, okay. <laughs> La oh, nice. yes. These are Romero. Yes. Atragon. Oh, no. <laughs> is so good. Okay, so I got those and some others. So, yeah, I, I really love these. They all have that feel of Godzilla because a lot of the same crew obviously was used in, in some of these movies. And uh, they're, just, they're just fun, wacky, one-off type movies and, and I watch them often. I mean, I, I, I when I work, I have them in the background on and, and just, I love the sounds. Um, and I, you know, Mysterians, man, I've seen that a lot. But Matango, Attack of the Mushroom People. I mean, this, I first read about this movie in, pro I, 
in the 80s, probably in like, I I want to say go, uh, uh, Deep Red magazine, believe it or not. Oh, yes, was, yep. If I'm not mistaken, one of one of the one of the like fanzines, but good ones from the '80s, and I think it was Deep Red that was listing a whole bunch of like you must see this movie, and I never forgot this title, The Mushroom People. And then you know, thankfully, Shriek Show released a lot of cool of of these movies. Yes, they're all on Shriek Show. You know what I'm talking about? You know this label? Oops, you see? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tokyo Shock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tokyo Shock. Yeah, I put out my stream show with the, the parent company. Yeah, uh, we need, we need to get proper Blu-ray re-releases though. It, I mean, I know I I know where to get them, but I'm saying like proper Blu-ray yeah. um, releases. So here's oh, million and dollar another question. one of my favorites. This one. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love King Kong Escapes. I fucking love King Kong right. Escapes, man. It's a fun you know, one. My favorite part of this is yes. my favorite part is that it says right on here. Sorry, rated G. Yep. And that scene where Kong fights like the, the dinosaur and rips its mouth open and it's all bloody. Yes. And I'm thinking they're wondering, how could really this be rated G? It's a little intense for kids. Well, I, I, I mean, if I was watching as a little kid, I think that was the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yo, so that's Gorosaurus. That was his first. Gorosaurus. Yeah, Gorosaurus, right. First appearance yeah, yeah, yeah. and destroy all mods. Kangaroo kick. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gorosaurus, totally great, man. This okay. one I love. I'm dying I to ask. It. I got two more. I got two questions I'm going to direct right at you, Dave, and I know we're about to go to war here with everybody. So real quick, there's no wrong answer, Dave. But I, we all need to know which is the better movie. Now I love both movies, okay, and it's okay. But we're just, we just want to know: Frankenstein conquers the world or War of the Gargantuas? What's the better movie? Hang <laughs> on. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So I got them both. They're right here. The yes. war is right here. Yep. I am gonna say. I like War of the Gargantuas a little better. Yeah. If I had to pick. All right. I like them both. I really do. I mean, that that's tough. But War of the Gargantuas, I, I just, it's the more crazy of the two, if, if, if my memory serves me correct. Was it the second or the first one? Second. Uh, the second. second. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it the, the, the fight scenes between the two Gargantuas are just yes. amazing. There's oh, nothing yeah. more heavy metal than that, Dave. Okay, yeah. Davis, I already know, you already know, ask away about the uh, Frankenstein endings. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh, okay, so be, before I continue, um, I, I, okay, <clears throat> are you aware of the alternate ending to Frankenstein Conquers the World? Right, so there's, on this disc, there's the, there's what, the Japanese version and yes. the American version? Yeah. It's been a while, so tell me what the differences are. Okay, so the the original Japanese ending uh, was after Frankenstein uh, kills Baragon, uh, an earthquake uh, occurs, and uh, and Frankenstein uh, you know falls into the earth uh, to his doom. The international ending, uh, uh, which uh, which was accidentally aired on Japanese television at some point. That is known as the octopus ending. 
where after killing Baragon, uh, Frankenstein lets, uh, lets out a victory roar and out of nowhere comes this giant octopus and like pulls Frankenstein into the water and kills him. It's the same octopus from King Kong versus Godzilla. Right. Yep. Uh, okay. So out out of uh, out of those two endings, which do you prefer? I wish that I had my player right here that I could put it in, but I have to say <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't. You see that both versions are right here. I watched it. I swear, but it's been so long that yeah. when we're done with this, that's going to be the first thing I'm going to do, and then I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because we went to war. <laughs> About, like, Davis prefers the earthquake. I prefer the octopus. I'm sorry, the octopus is fucking badass. I love it. I, I don't think I've watched the octopus version in a long time because I've watched this, you know, let's say not recently, but it ended with the earthquake. Yes. I can say. Watch the other version. Okay. It's so... <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It... It makes no sense, but at the same time, it's just like, yes, let's go. Yes, I, I like what the fuck type stuff, so oh, I watch it. Speaking of what the fuck, okay, Davis, I've been, I've been, I've been bugging Davis a while now, but Davis or Titan Goji, have you? Did you finally get the chance to watch um, uh, Dead or Alive? Oh, not yet. Okay. I've I've Dave been busy Dino with. Bore. Have you film? watched the movie Dead, Dead or Dead, Dead Alive? Dead well, Alive. which one are you talking about? I don't. I don't want to ruin the ending for Davis, but the no, one. No, which? What, who directed it? Oh, uh, Takashi Miike. Yeah, and I, I have it in my collection. I've seen it. Okay, talk about an ending. <laughs> but again, you know, one problem with me is that I watch so too many movies and. Yeah. After I haven't watched a movie and I've watched 500 movies or a thousand movies since, I gotta refresh. My brain doesn't re keep every memory, so it's I can't remember good. the ending. I, I apologize. I don't want to say it because I don't because I need Davis to watch this movie because I want. But see I know I have Dead or Alive, and it's great, and yes. it's crazy movie. It's wacky. It's a crazy. It, it's like, is there an explosion? An explosion? Yes, okay. I remember. That's it. Don't say anymore. Don't say anymore because Davis hasn't watched it. And I want to see his genuine reaction. Now, Jay, that, back that to the subject. Back to the subject of earthquakes. What's the earthquake uh, Japanese movie that we watched together? Oh, um, the sinking of Japan, submersion of Japan. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one is so good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, that was a good time. A rare find. Um, I think we're like. Oh, here's a good one, Davis. I'm surprised you didn't ask this one, but uh, Dave, are you, are did you like the Attack on Titan movies from Toho? Which titles remind me? <laughs> so, there was like in what 2015? Uh, uh yes, uh, it was it, it was it was 2015. They uh, it was two movies directed by Shinji Higuchi, who would go to direct uh, Shin Godzilla. And uh, and it's 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 also based on a very popular manga and anime. Yeah. Okay, I've not seen those. Oh, no. check check them out. Check them out. Oh yeah. How do like, I see it? How do okay, I see it? Okay, so um, I, I I do know you can rent them, uh, both of them on Amazon. Uh, but uh, but they but they do have Blu-rays that you can probably find at like Walmart or and video store. Uh, but what's what's really special um. 
about those two movies is that is that like they honestly feel like those are like the last movies we'll see of that particular like scope and scale because like because like the scale of those films are just massive for a japanese production and unfortunately they they didn't do very well uh when they came out and it's likely we we probably won't see you know movies like those again like yeah we have shin godzilla and shin ultraman but like it wasn't quite on the level of the attack on titan movies uh which by the way i i, I am rocking it today <laughs> Oh yeah, no one's a bigger uh, Attack on Titan fan than Davis when it comes to the anime and the and the movies. Oh uh, yeah, um, I, I'll also note that that uh that that other kaiju fans have also considered the Attack on Titan movies uh, 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 almost like a hidden sequel to War of the Gargantuas. Yep, in a that's way. why I brought it up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can almost incorporate it into like the third Gargantuas movie if you really wanted to. Uh, so, Dave, I want to go through some other obscure, I would say obscure, but maybe non-mainstream here in America here, but uh, are you a fan of this movie, Gorgo, from oh, yeah. Britain? Oh, Gorgo is a good oh, yeah. one. I have it. I love Gorgo. Are you asking me or Davis? Sorry. Uh, da you, you, uh, Dave. Yeah, Gorgo, and I got uh, Gappa. Remember Gappa? Yes! Oh, wow. On <laughs> uh, the VHS still. Nice. Uh, oh god, so bad it's good though. <laughs> I watched Gorgo, I watched Conga, Gappa. Those movies all kind of feel the same uh, to me. They're just fun, good movies. I love uh, uh, Youngery from Korea. Oh, I never seen oh, that one. Oh, the the um, the original '60s or Youngery Monster from the uh, Youngery. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that one's fun. That was one that <laughs> used to play on TV when I was a kid oh, a lot. So, I've never but, seen it. Don't come at me, guys. I've never seen it. Okay, Youngery Monster from the Deep, 67. Uh, 67. All right. Okay. It was a very rare uh, Korean giant oh. monster movie. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, the, the the only way to, like, properly watch it is through its American release as. Uh, as a good chunk of the original Japanese version is considered lost media, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, yeah. I got one for you, uh, Dave. Um, one of my favorites ever. Daimajin. <laughs> That's a great uh, Blu-ray set that also like went through the roof. Like, it's it's really expensive. I'm seeing now for like a hundred bucks at least. Yup. And. Uh, I first heard about that when this video, when this VHS came out. No shit, that's awesome. Nice. That, that was, it was in Tower Records one day. I'm that like, fucking I've never artwork, dude, that's awesome. Wait, show oh, me one yeah. more time, please. Oh, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I love this fucking movie. That, no, that, that was put out, that was put out by ADV Films in uh, 90. Oh, okay, yeah, they're the same ones that released Destroy All Monsters, yeah. Yep. And uh, it was widescreen, which was cool. And I remember oh, this was shit. like probably in the 90s. Um, That's and then awesome. uh, it was cool to uh, get that Blu ray set, which looks awesome. I mean, these are really cool movies. They're not, oh, yeah. they're not as like, let's say, they're, they're, there's a lot of like really incredible production value, I think, where they feel like classy films. You know, yeah. it's not like 
trash or, or garbage or, or, or anything. I think a lot of, you know, very uh, like talented, a lot of work went into these movies. You can really Yo, Joe, see get it, that right? chat real quick. Joe, get that chat real quick from Paul. Just so Dave, Dave hears this um, one. Uh, it says, Jay Green streamed stream tonight. I have to run and good night and stay safe. Dave Neabor, I hope you come back. Thank you. Very nice. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, that's always nice to hear. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah Daimajin. I, I, Majin's like, I think Daimajin next to Godzilla 54 is like my second favorite like kaiju movie of all time. Uh, what do you think of the other two? There's there was three of them. What do you think of the other two? I think I think they're all great. The first one's my favorite, but the other two are pretty good too. The first one's like the classic, you know, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. the other two are like once you already know the basic idea, they're cool. I like two and three because they got it. They kind of get. I don't want to say more to the action. They still have that same Godzilla format. There's a, a nice beginning, a little group, a story, and then you got a nice end, you know, good action-packed ending. Uh, but to be honest with you, I, I on the triple feature set, I still haven't watched the third one yet. I watched one and two. I think the third one, okay, I'll be honest with you. So the third Dimension movie is probably my second favorite. I, I go one, three, two, and here's why. Okay. Yes, the second one, Definitely up the ante on the action and, and the um, but the thing is I felt the second one was cut copy and paste The third one was fascinating because it's about these three kids uh, Walking through a mountain and you see Daimajin come out in the snow I like oh, the yeah. third one I think the third one's the second best because because the, the second one was just a copy and paste whereas the third one felt like a different movie So but the first one's yeah. still the best but the third one my god is definitely definitely a, a very fascinating watch Cool. I'm and even though it centers around own. three kids, it doesn't feel like a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. It, it gets dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them fucking dies, I think. If I recall, one of the kids fucking died. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, it's brutal. But yeah, Daimajin fucking rules. And I'm also glad that Daimajin came back for, uh, was it the yokai? Um, um, let's see. I... I, I, f I forget the full name, but it, uh, but it is the second movie in the Great Yokai War series. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 that 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 one is also directed by uh, Takashi Miyake, and and uh, and unfortunately, I haven't been able to see it. Uh, I don't know of a way to see it, unfortunately. Well, I also want to show you guys these. Soundtracks too. Oh, 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 nice! So you've got these original CDs, which are very cool. That one is uh, uh, Mega Glorious. Oh, nice! Which is a, I, this is a really good movie. I of the newer ones, I tell everybody like this one is one of the darker films in the series. And oh uh, yeah, really good sound effects and just it's just a just a kind of i don't want to call it mean spirited but it's got a little bit of a of a mean edge to it it's cool and oh, then yeah. these things if you guys have not heard these compilations oh yeah yeah i have those on apple music oh by the way uh joe yeah. found yeah. i just want to say good night to joe Blow. that's my boss thanks for coming in these are on vinyl my buddy uh got these on vinyl recently too i was oh, like oh nice so I, I like listening in my car so i like the cds 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I got those on my on my Apple Music on the um those, those two compilations, the Godzilla Volume One and Volume Two. I got those on my. Uh, yeah, those are good. I mean, a lot of people buy the full albums of everything. I mean, I'm a I'm a real collector, but you know, even trying to collect, you know, all the soundtracks to every Godzilla movie, you know, they're they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Jay, can I can I switch gears slightly? Yeah. What's up? All right, what I'm going to ask here, uh, I, as you can probably see by my silence tonight, I'm not, I don't follow kaiju movies very closely. However, I am a gamer. I don't know if you follow video games or not, but recently there has been a trailer in the works that Call of Duty is bringing Godzilla and King Kong to it. How does everybody feel about that? <laughs> um, me personally... <laughs> I just like, uh, I've been so spent from Call of Duty, so I really don't know. I'm, that's kind of like, for me, it's like one of those wait and see. Um, Dave, are you uh, are you a gamer at all? Or have you just, okay, in case you don't know, Call of Duty, which I'm, you know, I'm sure you at least know what Call of Duty is. So they, Call of Duty has a downloadable content where they have Godzilla and King Kong from the MonsterVerse in, in this, like, DLC package. Uh Davis, you got any Titan goes, you got any thoughts on the the uh... Um I I don't play Call of Duty, but I I, I hope people have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, all right. No, I'm, yeah, we got the, I know Joe's probably dying to ask that one. But real quick, uh back to where we're uh the movies and stuff. Um uh Dave, are you familiar or are you a fan of Let's see the the H Man and the Human Vapor. Totally. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, somewhere here, you know, I've got those as well. And uh, the H Man is so good. It's yes. like uh, I don't know where I put my. Uh, I had it here somewhere, but uh, yeah, that movie uh, is kind of it's just brilliant. I mean, that goes along with like uh, that was the movie. I'm so sorry that I told you about that. I read in uh, Deep Red. It, it was maybe both of them, yes. uh, Matango and H Man. I think they were featured oh, together. So like good. these are the two you must nice. see. And I, I would always read it and be like, God, I, when am I ever going to see the H Man? It's like the Japanese kind of blob movie or something. You yeah, know? I fucking uh, love those it, movies. I, I like the Human Vapor a little bit more, but yeah, they're oh, yeah. both good. They're both good. Human yeah, Vapor is so much great. fun. Uh, what was the other one that was on the? Uh, H-Man Blu-ray oh, you just had. Oh, Battle in Outer Space. Yeah, Battle in Outer Space, another great one. Yeah, it's I, I, all right. I, wasn't I love them. I, I like the, I I like the Mysterians better. Mysterians is way better than Battle in Outer yeah. in my opinion. Mysterians fucking wrong. Oh, I found this. Have you seen this? It's called... This is a bootleg, but it's uh, Godzilla Fantasia. Mm. Do you know what this is? Godzilla Fantasia? No. I, I don't think and I do. And it's from like giant like long music videos somebody created uh this is cool like it's got like a soundtrack and everything i mean this is some oh, crazy nice. shit. Uh, wow. look it up. godzilla fantasia and it's i guess somebody's idea of like disney's fantasia but with clips of godzilla oh that's awesome uh, okay yeah, <laughs> along with like music so it's it's basically just a giant music video of godzilla Okay, okay. Uh, I'm surprised you I, I, I need to see this now. Holy shit. Yeah, wow, it's we, cool. We, 
Wow, I'm surprised Davis didn't know. Davis is a huge expert. I'm surprised he didn't even know about it. Like, yeah, I, um, yeah I, I was not aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another movie. I want. Oh, how about the Italian uh, Godzilla? Did you ever see the Italian? Uh, I have. Davis, go ahead. I have never seen it. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I actually showed that one to uh, to to a couple of very good friends of mine. <laughs> oh, it it was. It, 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 it was it was it was so hilarious one of them was just what the fuck is going on oh. like that you know, the whole time like uh that that movie's just insane i need to see it i know what it is i've never seen it but i have to i've it. never seen it either just just clips of it yeah um dave i got a good one for you have, and it just recently got a blue release and in fact i think hbo max has a movie oni baba Oh, I watched it like three nights ago. Nice. I got first it. Time, yeah. First time or, or? No, no, no. I've, I've owned it uh, for a while on, on the Criterion uh, uh, DVD oh, prior okay. to this Blu-ray. And uh, I, I love that movie. I, I It really is great. It holds up fantastic. Fuck, the, yeah. the new Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. I was just like, you know, it, it's like when you could see the movie so clearly, you could really... It, it, it just, it really, uh, you could f really see the movie clearly and, and, and understand the characters so much better. It just, it was, it's just imagery is so striking. That demon mask, just never forget it. And that last shot, like when the movie just freeze frames and I'm like, I'm oh, just lose me. Oh. <laughs> well, I, you gotta I, see one I, I fucking love that movie. I, I have Davis to thank because Davis did a really fantastic video on Onibaba. And I jumped on that shit. Like, okay, I need to watch Oni Baba. I fucking love it. But yeah, for those who don't know, Oni Baba is actually available on HBO Max. Last I knew, uh, must watch. It's like, oh yeah, you know what, Dave. You know what it reminds me of? Um, it only almost reminds me of Reservoir Dogs. And the reason why I say that is because Reservoir Dogs takes place in one area, you know, in the warehouse. Whereas yeah. Oni Baba, you know, you know, takes place in that, you yeah. know, in that one field. Right. right. It's all the, when you when that movie's done and, and finished, you're always remembering the field. Yeah. The grass and the field, and it, it really is. It's just you know the and the hole, you know. It just it it's it's a very simple film, and that's what makes it so classic. And uh, like I said, you know, I've seen it probably around four or five times before this Blu-ray, uh, but. Uh, I, I liked it the best I've ever watched it uh, on this last viewing. It really is just yeah. incredible. Oh, just real quick, just want to shout Valerie in the chat. Thanks for stopping in. We haven't seen you in a while. Thank you, Val. Um, all right. Uh, man, we could probably do this all night, but... Okay, so I'm uh, so Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, we had so much fucking fun tonight, and I really, really definitely want to do this again down the road. So putting you on the spot, Dave... How would you feel about coming back on Nerdcage Live again? Sometime we'll talk more movies. Maybe we'll talk more horror movies. Maybe we'll talk horror movies next time and more horror. Stuff. But do you want yeah. to come back? Listen, I appreciate you guys so much. Even though I'm, I consider myself a, a huge Godzilla fan, I I bow to you guys and your knowledge. There's always more to learn. I don't know every single name of every person, but I my passion for the movies is there, and I, I grew up with it, and I love it. Um, so I just appreciate you uh, having me on and talking about something that I've spent so many hours and, and of my life, you know, watching and appreciating and you know meeting other people you know i see somebody with a godzilla shirt i always stop and talk to them and you know it's just you know this is this is just a it, 
it's something that I, I appreciate and, and talking about movies and music and meeting other people. That's what it's all about for me. So I really appreciate you connecting with me at the show in Syracuse, yes. following through, having me on your show tonight and, you know, just getting to know you guys, Davis and, and John. Uh, great to see you. Yeah. Okay, John, did you right? tell them where you're going soon? Is it Rob or John? Well, that's Joe. Joe. No, Joe. I'm sorry, you barely oh, talked. I'm Jay. He's Joe. Jay, did you tell him where you're going soon? Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's kind of a good time to bring it up too. Um, so just so everybody knows, I will be at G Fest in Chicago, July, whatever dates it is, July. Um, it is the 15th to the 17th. Okay, I I'm, I'm getting there early. So yeah, July. Okay. So, the, so that, the, so the 15th to the 17th. So yeah, I'll um, be there too. Yeah. So we just want to take a minute here. Just let everybody know we in fact will be at G fest, um, for all us, for all you Chicago area, nerd cage nation fans, um, come say hi. Um, I originally, I had a panel plan. Um, I pulled out, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I'm immature. But yeah, I pulled out because the reason why I pulled out is because that G-Fest is going to be at a new venue this year. And I wanted to go into the G-Fest. If I was going to do a panel, I wanted to go in those one of those really small rooms where they're going to do a small panel. That's what mm -hmm. I wanted. Um, so I decided because of the unfamiliarity and, and, and the new location for the first time ever in G-Fest history... Um, I decided to pull my panel out and I'm going to maybe do one either a year or two down the road. Um, I just want to enjoy the convention this year, uh, especially that's going to be a new event. But anyway, anyway, what I'm getting at is yes, I'll be there as a fan. And if you guys see me, come say hi, hug, shake hands. I don't care. Come say hi to me. Um, I, I love, you know, I, I never really met like, you know, people from, I mean, obviously Davis, I work with you, but I haven't really got to meet anybody who's a fan of the show or anything like that. So if you happen to be at G-Fest, come say hi. I'll be hanging around. You know, I'll be doing, I'm definitely going to be doing my Chicago stuff. Like I'm going to get my deep dish pizza. I'm going to go to Galpin Ghost Arcade. I'm going to do all that. But I cannot wait to be at the convention with all the fellow Godzilla fans. I'm going to hang out on all the panels. I mean, just so you know, Dave, Um, I sorry, Davis, you're, you're good with names, but the the child actor that played the kid from Godzilla vs. Megalon, he's going to be there. Um, the one that played uh, then uh, Katsura from Terror of Mechagodzilla, she's going to be there. And, of course, oh, yeah. the legendary Don Fry. Davis, do, do your Don Fry, Davis. I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Davis, do your Don Fry. Listen, kid. There are two things you don't know about the Earth. One is me, and the other is Godzilla. Yes, Don Fry, legendary MMA fighter in Godzilla Final Wars, is going to be at G-Fest. Hell yeah. So, oh, I cannot wait awesome. to meet everybody at G-Fest. Um, everything's booked. I'm just trying to scrap as much money as possible so I can spend money on everything I see. Um, but everything's booked. I got my train, got my car, got my hotel. I will be there, and I'm going to be in Chicago for a whole week. So come say hi. I uh, look forward to meet everybody at G Fest and Davis. I cannot wait to hang out with you. Well, we didn't really hang out. I mean, we met, but we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to hang out. So, very looking much forward looking to forward it. to the G, G Fest experience this year. Uh, uh, Dave, man, I'm telling you, man, if you ever get a chance to go to G Fest, man, 
Holy smokes, it's a riot, just saying. I, I would love it. I wish it was in New York. It'd be a lot easier to get there. Yeah, but, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's cool a great know. experience. To be honest, I've never even heard of it. I didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah, it's in Chicago, and they've been doing, this is what, the 26th year, they've done, or 27th? Oh. I don't know. I lost track. Well, I can say that. 27. Look, for, for everything, at least I went to Toho Studios in 2000. In Japan, oh, oh that's shit. awesome! <laughs> I, I I was sweating my ass off. It was like ninety five or or a hundred degrees, and I'm hungover as hell. I'm like, I'm going to Toho, and when I get there, they were closed. Oh. I should have called, but how do you call? I don't even know how to make a call in Japan. So I at least got a picture with the Jap the Godzilla statue that's right uh, out in front, and uh, that was a great moment to at least stand at the front gates of the studio oh, you know that's fucking awesome dude man. i can yeah. say that i wish i could did the tour but you know i just took a chance and at least i tried but yeah you gotta so, the fact that you went to japan or i mean you guys played japan i'm sure right yeah like, yeah that's why i was there playing uh and i was like you know what let's go to toho studios and one of my guys was like i'll go with you <laughs> but That's you gotta try awesome. man you, you can't sit in your hotel room or you're never gonna have an adventure you know? exactly mm -hmm. all right yeah. uh so why don't we uh why don't we wrap this up and just everybody everybody plug so joe uh our moderator trailhammer joe go ahead and tell them about tomorrow and tuesday all righty tomorrow night at 8 p.m we are going to be playing Donkey Kong Country 2, 102% completion run. Yes. <laughs> and then on Tuesday, we are going to be playing a one-off of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I hope everybody can make our Twitch stream tomorrow. That's twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive, 8 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow for Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, really awesome. And then real quick, guys, um, thanks to everybody who came in tonight, but next Thursday night, Ernie C from Body Count will be here on Nerd Cage Live to talk everything Body Count. God damn, I've, um, this is the second time we've had a Body Count member on the show. We're really excited to have Ernie C. I bent my back backwards to book him for next week. So hope everybody can make that show next week. Ernie C, Body Count, original member of Body Count, Grammy Award winning guitarist. Fuck yeah, dude. Body count all day, every day. Uh, Dave, you, Dave, you uh, body, ever played with body count or you body count? Oh yeah. oh yeah, we played with body count. Uh, probably like 2017 or 18 uh, at the Tsunami Hardcore Fest. Oh yes, and, uh, I was there. I was there. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh my god, like I missed you guys that that fucking night. But yeah, I was at yeah. Tsunami Fest in Reading, Pennsylvania. I was there. Yeah, Wu Tang played and uh, Turnstile. It was a it was a good uh, it was a good gig. But uh, you know, uh, every once in a while we do a gig with Body Count. We end up somewhere in Europe or, or somewhere with them. So I'm glad to see those guys still going Dave, after all these years. Just for momentum, I want to show you. I still have this with me. Oh, I don't know if you that's can cool, man. Yeah, you got look at that wisdom and chains, doggy dog, Turnstile, Body Count. That was great. Yeah, you know, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I wasn't that happy with the venue. Uh, yeah, they had too, they had sound issues. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was it was a bad choice of venue. Uh, I get it. They thought it was going to be a lot of people, and it, it didn't turn out to be. Uh, yeah, and then you know, the second good. day they moved. They did it at the Reverb at a small club, yeah. and it was fucking awesome. I, yeah, that's where that, our night. 
Yeah. Low key, I wish you guys played the second night because. Me it was, too. Yeah. yeah. But I will I say you. this though, so I actually ran in, and I can't wait to share the story next week. But I actually bumped into Ernie C. Like when I walked into the venue, I bumped into Ernie C. And I had a fanboy moment. But me and Ernie got our picture taken together. I had a fanboy moment. But uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't told like this whole time I've been booking Ernie C. I haven't brought that up yet. So we'll see him on Thursday. Uh, you got oh, something yeah, to you talk remember? about. Do you remember <laughs> I bumped into you at the <laughs> at the fucking arena at the Santander Arena in Reading? Um yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. We are excited to have body count, you know, Ernie C from Body Count next week. Like, holy shit. Like we we yeah, this is a nerd-based show, but we love have we our fan base listens to rock and metal and we love having some musicians on. Yeah. You know, we I mean Joey Z was on our show, who's also a Godzilla That's fan. Cool. Uh Joey Z came on like a year ago. He's a diehard Godzilla fan too, and like cool. yeah. um Zach Householder. I'm sorry, what's so that? He was on, I said Zach was on too. Zach Householder? Yeah, yeah, Zach Householder from Whitechapel. Yeah, yeah, we had him on. Yeah, uh, yeah we've had, we had a bunch of great, great name musicians on. We, we love having musicians on the damn show. So, awesome. yeah, so Dave, you, you joined the ranks of like all the big name musicians that we've had on that are fucking nerds too. So, it's been fucking awesome. Proud to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Titan Goji, you want to just plug, plug anything? Uh, you got to plug anything before we go? All right, so um, uh, uh, just uh, just like Jay, uh, I'm I'm also I'm also going to be uh, uh, at GFS, and um, and once again, uh, I'm David Spadol, also known as Titan Goji. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. I also have a Patreon and T Public if you wish to uh, support the channel through those means. I um, last week I uploaded a video about Mobile Fighter G Gundam. And I'm currently working on a video for Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, uh, which uh, which I'm sure uh, you know plenty of y'all out there are familiar with because uh, uh, it aired on Toonami back in the day. And uh, let's see. Oh yeah, and I'm also uh, almost done with my student film Void, and uh, you you can expect uh, more news on that down the line. And um, I also have a uh, panel going on at a edgy fest, and it will be uh, about this little franchise here. <laughs> Won't say much, but it, we this couldn't is... find a better person yeah. to do a Attack on Titan panel. So yep. <laughs> so I'll be there. I'll be there watching, and I'm gonna cheer, I'm gonna cheer you cheer that cheer you on, dude. I'm gonna be one Thank of those you. Guys. Thank I'm you so much. Be, I'm gonna be one of those loud mouth cheering. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> all right so dave before we get to you to plug whatever you want to plug i just want to say that to nerd cage nation uh if you haven't checked out dog eat dog all uh, links are in the description to check out dog eat dog music there, there's music streaming everywhere uh you can catch for all for all you nerd cage nation people outside the states dog eat dog will be on tour in europe this summer in fact like next week dog eat dog yeah. will be touring europe and yeah. they're gonna be playing some domestic shows on top of that and my god please support guys like dog eat dog they are my Thank dudes you. their music's fucking fantastic great workout music great music to get pumped up to and my Thank god you. dude it's it, it's just yeah it's always a good time and it's just really really awesome to have dog eat dog on awesome. board um, and also also check out my solo work yes so this is my new cd retro inferno it's hard to see but it's on spotify Ooh, okay. I'll get that. Alrighty. Just, just put Dave Niebuhr into Spotify. You got this. It's like 
you know, influenced by horror and sci-fi. So there's a Terminator oh. track you can see right here. Destroy nice. all robots, it's called. There's, you know, tracks dedicated to horror and sci-fi, but it's all original music. It's just the stuff I love. Um, and it's free on Spotify or YouTube, Retro Inferno. And I did some uh, horror stuff, you know. So if you're into synth soundtrack stuff and you want to check it out, it's all free online. Okay, awesome. we definitely will. And uh, Dave, any, do you have like the any message to Nerdcage Nation and our fans? Do you have any general messages or anything else you want to plug before we go? Just whatever you're passionate about. It's a beautiful thing. Just follow your your passion, your dreams. I mean, all of this is just, you know, I I get it because I'm I'm a fan. I'm a nerd. I like the stuff I like, even if it's not necessarily gaming or or anime. I I still respect and appreciate everybody's passion to the things that that you know keeps them going and and you know excites you because that's 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 the fun stuff in life. So you know whether it's a Godzilla movie or or whatever it is you do, I I'm I'm just support it and uh, I really appreciate you making me part of your uh, your show today. Oh. It, it's like I said, an absolute blast and an absolute honor, man. I'm glad we got to connect at Syracuse there at the, at the last yeah. season. And you, you know, you're this, great, and this is not the last time uh, we'll see or talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, love that. Okay, you guys. Dave, uh, when we when we end the show, I I, I want I just, I just gotta ask you something real quick before we uh um like before you leave when we end the show, I I, I need a small favor yeah. to ask. But we'll I wrap gotcha. this up right now real quick, and then we'll run these promos here. Uh, but anyway, again, thanks to uh, Dave of Dog Eat Dog for hanging out with us tonight. And, of course, thanks to the mighty Titan Goji for helping us tonight and being a part of this. And Joe, the troll hammer, you know you know the deal. We appreciate everything oh, yeah. you do, Joe, <laughs> for the show. Um, again, oh, nice. Nice. Look at that artwork. <laughs> Very nice. That's, I had to buy this just for that. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um. And yeah, and like I said, be here next Thursday for Ernie C. And then uh, tomorrow we'll be on Twitch playing Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. So that's completion. Um, anyway, we ask you to please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, spread that shit like syphilis. So the USA, from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, to Dallas, Texas, to New Jersey, to all our fans and, from, fans and friends around the world at nerd cage live and the toku titan cast and dog eat dog as always enjoy life stay safe do your push-ups eat your vegetables and good night <laughs> Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage are you well before you go hit that subscribe button and if you're really intrigued ring that bell Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>